0: Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's a Klingon after all? (laughs) I've been waiting a week to say that.
1: That's very good.
0: Thank you. I wanted to podcast immediately after we saw last week's episode, Uh but Sam and I were both extremely tired and we couldn't. And so um, as married people are want to do, I was sitting on the toilet peeing and I said, Sam, I have the best opening comment for when we do PodCat tomorrow. And he's like, great, I can't wait to hear it. And then tomorrow came and went. And then the next tomorrow came and went. And then after we saw tonight's episode, I stood up from the couch and I said, I still haven't got to tell tell my one goof.
1: It was very good. I and that, that was it. I love that one goof. So we have been watching. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I I am real swimming in my head and have been very sick today. So I'm not thinking very great so if i get a little off off kilter off 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 of veronica's (laughs) shielding her head hospital style from me right now uh so just as a disclosure about my my status we've watched a couple of the mirror episodes we just watched episode 11 of star trek discovery veronica how have you been enjoying this arc?
0: Oh, I've really liked it a lot. I really like a, a good payoff mid-season, uh-huh. so I'm enjoying that. I'm glad that the the series got picked up for a second season, so yeah, I, I'm happy that they're going to get to continue the arc. I was a little disappointed at how just, like, ham-fisted, they were like, oh my god, he's a Klingon at oh, us yeah? last week, and I was just like, okay, yeah. guys, guys, I'm not even, like, I'm not a, a Star Trek, like fan fan like sam you are a fan fan yeah yeah yeah. i'm like little f fan not capital f capital a capital n exclamation points fan um and even i saw the writing on the wall i was like surely surely he is (laughs) yeah
1: of course yeah yeah they they really played that one pretty obvious but that said i liked it in this episode the him being clean (laughs) and stuff they gave us like closure they have stakes things kind of came to satisfying uh conflicts and conclusions it was
0: really a great episode i liked it a lot uh i was really uh, i was really happy with the ending
1: (sighs) me too that was really fun
0: i thought it was great sorry that we're recording this at like 10 minutes till midnight i just couldn't wait another moment to say my stupid joke Mm. that's it (laughs)
1: <laughs> it would have been
0: a great opening line for last week no episode. it was good that's
1: good let's go through it a little bit what do you mean do you want to talk shop a little bit more star trek talk shop episodes? no
0: i mean i'm happy if this is the episode <laughs> you didn't
1: want this to be the episode i really <laughs> just
0: wanted we finally to saw it. an
1: andorian
0: yeah we finally saw an andorian what'd you um, think well first of all um i thought that his little are they antenna uh-huh I thought his antennae were a little bit too stiff. Yeah. For me, like I don't really know anything about Andorians, but like I have one in my Star Trek timelines game. Yeah. And I just imagine that like the little antennae are a lot more like feelery. Oh, sure, sure. That makes sense. And just moving around and things.
1: So. Sure. So Andorians are a big part of original series era, and we see them a lot as aliens out there. Uh, So in original series, since it's 60s, kind of campy, cheap sci-fi, they are sort of like almost as if someone is wearing uh, a headband with ears on them. (laughs) They might have been.
0: Yes. It's it's pretty
1: cheap, just kind of there. But then when we return to the same time or same broad era, I guess quite a bit before in Star Trek Enterprise, they are, like you're saying, expressive Mm -hmm. sort of antennas and they kind of demonstrate mood a lot through them too for example like moving and curling and yeah. doing all kinds of things that here too. you know
0: and I don't know maybe that's something that Taylor has really impressed upon me during the Star Trek games yes is that um, his antenna kind of move and things like yes, that
1: yes for sure so. for sure yeah they were a little uh, stiff they seemed a little animated for some reason like not a lot like believably there mm-hmm. uh, I will say I hate it when people gripe on on these, these new shows it, it, we're so fortunate to have science fiction shows that not only return to these beloved worlds, but swing for the fences, try new stories, do new things, and I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, but I will just say it, because we're on the subject, my one big complaint for this episode was how campy the Re- Rebel base looked. Like, we suddenly were in a CW show. I got the yeah. vibe so many times, I'm like, okay, we're now on CW.
0: <laughs> you know, what I thought it would look like was, okay, I'm first contact.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I know exactly what you're saying. That looked like
0: their little, their little, like, bar, yeah. cut thing. I was just, what is <laughs> happening? What is happened? There better not be a jukebox in here. Oh, yeah. That's, That's all I needed. That's all I was thinking. And they had
1: two giant fans either end. It just was so CW. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you know what? If your base camp is hidden, get an, get an air conditioner. Uh-huh. You're not- Come
1: on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. I like the lore that they're establishing with Mirror Universe. I feel like they've got such a great sense of like having the old canon of Mirror Universe, mm-hmm. but then telling new stories in it in a way, in a layering on top of it in a way that's really fun. Me
0: too. Uh, Stamets. Can we talk about Stamets here yeah. for a moment? Yeah. Loving this character and loving his arc. I am so concerned about oh, no. Mirror Stamets.
1: Yeah. Please. That's a. Problem.
0: But is it a problem, or is this a person that is just good? Their compass you know, only points north. You know what I mean? Well, we have True watched... True north here.
1: We have watched Mirror Mirror, the original series episode together. I've seen it, We yes. saw it recently before we started Discovery, mm-hmm. actually. Strangely. It kind of primed us into this. Yeah. Really interesting. And... what very scientific characters because you have a mirror version of you of course the mirror universe like Spock in the mirror universe yeah he's brutal yeah he survives yeah this or that the other but he really just wants to kind of learn and discover everything too in either which world he's in so people yeah. who have those almost like the, the spoilers for A Shape of the Water so so please just mute it for a couple seconds to see haven't seen it uh, why
0: don't you instead fast forward 45 seconds to yeah. a minute and a half
1: fast forward a minute and a half here real quick but also the the soviet dude in shape of the water yeah he <clears throat> he is in a, a place of around a, a lot of other very brutal soviets who do mm-hmm. do pretty harsh things and he does he kills someone right but yeah. he he is doing that to survive not to kill people he wants to for to like pursue science in kind of the same way mm-hmm. so i th- i think is perhaps between universes uh discovery is sort of the the, sa- the savior there
0: yeah, I sure hope so. I sure hope it's science and not faith that saves us all. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: hopefully Mirror Stamets is cool.
0: Yeah, I hope Mirror Stamets is cool and it's not uh, Volk coming back to save us all because...
1: No. You know... I like some, that they... they don't, You don't get yeah, to escape same. the fascism in this world. Some, so, so many times they yada, yada, yada and sort of science fiction problematic things and then suddenly the evil warlord gets to be cool because that's fun on this TV show for a second. Yeah. But it's... Really undercutting the sort of philosophy and higher ambitions of the show. This this show doesn't let you walk away from your past in the way other Star Trek's, I feel like have. So we ended with Vok on this little arc where no, he's a goddamn fascist, like a race purifying supremacy of the Klingon race fascist. Uh, there briefly, you know, yeah, and you we, we know we don't ignore that. It just happens, and we get to know that, and that, that's who he is.
0: Interesting. Well. <coughs> Any other thoughts on Star Trek? I know we have not been keeping up with the show.
1: I'm enjoying the mirror universe. I'm so I enjoying it. Love the dialogue that mirrors her first dialogue about looking at the cosmos and being thrilled with discovery, and this looking at the discovery, looking at the cosmos, and even the light is different yeah. and feeling like the, the fear. Well, is I will
0: say that they used a very okay. So this is a really silly thing, but I noticed that in their um, in the. And their lighting director, right, Uh like chose a completely different palette of yellows and golds to light, at least I think so, Uh to light the uh, mirror universe, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, We see the the same tones, uh, the same golden tones and hues, which I think really have this um, kind of a golden age, like bronzy type effect in the... uh, In the non-mirror universe or in our universe right yeah but in the in this alternate reality there is this just a darker and more oppressive light it's almost like you know the sun that you can't escape yeah so i thought that was really interesting everything is a little more orangey uh so i love
1: the story of her living through her her friendship with Saru in the Miriam universe. Oh my god! That was a great because it was her principles and kind of her ethics and just her humanity that she sees in people that kind of ends up being her salvation in that in the dark place.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. Do you think that Saru's little Tendrilli thingy always erected when she came in before?
1: Like, what, because there's just death around because her?
0: Because she was scary to him. Oh, she yeah. She was a predator. And I wonder if, you know, this is, this new her comes in and he does not sense any hostility towards him. Right. He does And I wonder a, if he, his, his little sense. thingies don't erect around this alternate universe person.
1: Yeah. And she doesn't quite have her shields up the same way, like doing the whole play in front of him that she does with the other people. Mm-hmm. So, she, yeah, she lets him um, do the whole routine that he has to, but she she tries to infuse little bits of humanity in there, and I think he can probably sense he knew the old her, unfortunately, quite a bit. Yeah. And so I'm sure he senses, like, a tremendous change and a lot of regret in the way that she has to approach that relationship.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> yeah, so anyways, I wonder if that's a thing. I'm sorry that you're not feeling well. I
1: really hope Hugh isn't dead. This is the first gay, on-screen, main character relationship. And if it's fridged really early on, that's going to be very problematic.
0: So, you and I had talked about this a little earlier last week. I actually really don't have a problem with Hugh dying as long as Stamets gets the opportunity to pursue a new relationship with the sex of a partner that he he wants to be in a relationship with. I think that there's nothing wrong with expressing death. I mean, because... That's kind of the thing that you know, straight characters have gotten before is they get the whole you know, we love each other passionately. Everyone has to know about it, and you know when one of us dies, the world grieves with us. Uh-huh. And I think that you know it it would be really lovely to see a gay character kind of have that same expression of, hey, we're in love. Everyone knows it, and one of these characters dies, and now we all get to bask in the glory of this person finding new love and if they if they if he doesn't get that story i'll be very upset
1: yeah that's fair i so i really love batwoman as comics and as starts Catherine kane and she's a, a gay woman mm-hmm. and uh i guess what you're saying is it's like gay uh, her having the opportunity to have a, a partner of the week like any other comic book hero would yeah but it, that's quite a bit different than if Catherine kane batwoman gets fridged for batman's comic like if they both were cut off just to, to pursue the other sort of heteronormative standard storylines yes. that would be quite a bit different because then that's the unfortunate stereotype of having a, a, a more inclusive hire or, or character mm-hmm. and then fridging them for the other characters but if Stamets is able to go on and keep being himself and we get his point of view don't lose his point of view and don't and anything and he, he is one of the lens through which we see this world and that continues on for the whole life of the show and yeah. that'd be great
0: I I am a uh, a little bit concerned too that <coughs> I I don't know, I just want them to play that progression as, as as much as you would with a straight character. So, you know, I watched Grey's Anatomy, right? Uh-huh. And one of the things with um Meredith, her husband dies. Spoilers. Um so her spoilers husband, for like what Two years eight ago, eight years ago. Oh, no, is it two. that recently? No, okay. It was two years I thought it
1: was like season four or something. No,
0: get off my dick. What are you
1: talking
0: about? <laughs> anyway, so her husband dies, and it's like a season, season and a half before she has a romantic encounter with anyone, and then it's not great. Uh, um, it's you know it doesn't turn out the way that either of them had wanted, and I think that's fine. I think that you know just give this give this person the time and space to grieve the death of the loved one. Um, and hopefully to get some sort of fucking vengeance for it, cheese and crackers. Yeah, I'm not talking about justice. I'm talking about vengeance. Yeah. I want I want some good old revenge kill. It's yeah. gonna be good. It's gonna be good. I hope so. I hope it's gonna be real sciencey.
1: What ship do you think the emperor uses?
0: I don't know. What do you think?
1: There's a couple of possibilities. I think she has to use a Constitution class. Okay. Just because um, those are the reviews of death in this this one.
0: Okay, um, for, for maybe, of course not for me, but for um, other listeners that might not know what that means. What does that mean? Sure, so
1: Kirk and Spock's iconic Starship Enterprise, that's a Constitution-class starship in the Federation going out there exploring. The ship's about 400 people on board, and they are the best and the brightest, the ships of the line, capital ships of the time of the original series those ships exist in our timeline we're about 10 years before that time but they're they're very rare in in, in by the time we get the original series most of the ships you get out there in deep space are constitution class starships they're the ships of the line and the ships of the fleet and this one they're like they are capital and flagships but there are are very few of them and uh they're kind of newer assets and they're they're just sort of very protected uh assets like that extremely fast yeah 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 so the Mirror Universe, one of the reasons why they have this fearsome technology uh, is the USS Defiant, which is a capital ship from uh, the Tholian web episode of the original series, that one gets pulled through time, through some Tholian space magic, and ends up in the Mirror Universe well before they have that sort of technology. So they get this giant head start where they kind of carbon copy uh, the best ships that the Federation has, when the Federation is sort of this beacon of hope, they have all of that technology, and they use it to subjugate the whole universe. That's why they have this giant expansion uh, and are able to just bulldoze over all, over all their neighbors. So these capital ships, which in our universe are these beacons of hope, and their universe are just these harbingers of death and destruction. And there are a couple of them, but they're just these fearsome, unquestioned things. So I think if she first has a capital ship, I think she possibly has the Enterprise, Uh, especially if she were to like say die in the show or something or not be on that ship anymore and that Mm -hmm. ship just becomes like another flagship for another time Kirk could, could have this big rise to power a couple years later because he would take over the Terran flagship for his, his whole thing. That, that would make a lot of sense. Interesting. So I think that she's going to have a, a constitution class. I think she could have the Defiant. The Defiant is the first one that they get that has all this technology so it's sort of the wave of the future for the Empire or it could be the Enterprise or something. So it's
0: like having an, uh, an iPhone 5 in 1999. Yes,
1: exactly. Okay. And also you're a Nazi. You're okay. a Nazi with an iPhone 5, and it's 1999. Well, I'm
0: just saying. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, what <coughs> else, Sam? What have you been up to? Oh, no, wait. I had a question that I was going to ask you. Okay, so you are... You are you right now. It's 2018 in, um, in the United States. Uh-huh. And you are about to get your hands on a piece of technology that is 10 years from the future... What piece of technology do you want to get your hands on?
1: So, so I'm getting a, my hands on a tech, 2028 technology?
0: A 2028 technology.
1: Huh. How about fair access to the polls in America? I would like for that technology to exist in America today.
0: Okay, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's what I want for my country.
0: Okay, well, that's fair. <laughs> God damn you. What do you want? I don't feel like saying anymore. <laughs> Go ahead. No, it's just not great. It's your
1: Pez dispenser that dispenses fully popped popcorn that pops the kernel one at a time as you like pull up the handle and just right into your mouth. No, because I Wouldn't like be to great? get
0: handfuls of... I like to get handfuls and shovel those handfuls into my mouth. Like That's a, true. Handfuls
1: of popcorn is the best. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to talk me out of getting popcorn at one a.m. today.
0: I don't know why I'd talk you out of it. I've been thinking about it for hours. Yeah, all
1: right. Let's watch Indiana Jones.
0: Oh, Yeah. That's so funny. We started watching Indiana Jones last night, and uh, <laughs> Sam was very excited because it is an important movie from his childhood. And
1: um, this is one of three that I wore out the heads on the VHS. Tape yeah, when I was, when so I was he like, really loves it. Yeah, when I was like less than twelve, there are a couple of VHSs I watched again and again. Indiana Jones, The Raiders of the Lost Ark was one. Princess Bride was another, and uh, Star Wars that we ripped off of. We tape from television kind of thing. Sure. (sighs) So those are all movies I watched again and again.
0: So anyways, I'm really really unsure whether or not I've even seen any Indiana Jones, (laughs) to be totally honest. I'm like, do I just know it from the internet or have I seen this film? And Sam was like, what? Because I wasn't sure I had seen it. And uh, we started watching it, and I fell asleep like, I don't know, 15 minutes in or so, uh-huh. really early. But we watched one of my favorite films of all time last night, um, Orange, Orange County, County uh, featuring Jack Black and Colin Hanks. It uh-huh. was Colin Hanks' first feature film, uh-huh. uh or lead in a feature film. Yeah. What did you think about it?
1: I think it's pretty good.
0: He thinks it's pretty good
1: you were you were waiting for it to be my favorite movie of all time you just wanted me to love it like you've loved it and i think it's great i think it holds up i think it's very fun uh <laughs> and yeah <laughs> I <think> it's good
0: <laughs> i don't know i just felt like it was gonna be a lot more to you <laughs> yeah. i felt like it was gonna mean something to you it was fair. it's a very good movie if you haven't seen it Orange County it's great it's worth renting
1: well it's great for us to watch it because we've sometimes had complicated relationships with where we're from mm-hmm. and I think this movie really gets that
0: like so, so if, well if you've ever been a teenager and have ever wanted to <coughs> get out of your town yeah. and do something else and be something else and your parents are like don't be that thing that thing is stupid um, this film is for you
1: uh-huh.
0: it's very good and what's so nice is that um, you may, you'll recognize a lot of the talent in it now. Like, a lot of the people were just kind of, like, starting out. They were kind of nobodies. And now they're kind of, like, famous.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, that's pretty cool. I like it. It's fun. Uh,
1: so, first thoughts on watching the first 25 minutes of Indiana Jones, uh, after not having seen it for a very long time, is A... Uh, is it? I want to say Miriam. Is that her name? Oh shoot! I'm going to get it wrong.
0: I think I was real sleepy. Oh, let's call her Corinne. I'm
1: so sorry, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, but our our female lead. Uh, so we cold oh, open. Oh, so
0: she's a lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've not seen this movie.
1: Oh okay. no, she's a main character. No, okay. No. Go uh, on. So we cold open on her with her drinking off with uh with this dude. Uh, in like a constitution straight up check with him where he's he's downing shots and she's downing shots and doing one for one and so she's like what 20 shots of vodka into her night other yeah. guys blackout drunk under the table and then her adventure begins <laughs> what a terrible start to adventure could you imagine yeah how sloppy and headachy he is but she's perfect she's just sobered up and fine and not only that she doesn't look like she's been drinking blackout every night of her life <laughs>
0: I just wonder that because okay, <laughs> that I was have that was funny. In my past, been a, a much heavier drinker than I am now.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I don't think I could have done twenty shots of anything, uh-huh. and I was a pretty good drinker. Uh huh. I guess I don't
1: know. Uh, I will say no comment.
0: Suspension of said. disbelief is. I don't know that it's twenty wobbly. I, on think,
1: I, I don't know that one. I don't know that one, but you know, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a
0: lot. I remember waking up and seeing that, and being like, "Good grief, that's a lot. That's <laughs> Jeez. crazy." Jeez, Louise. Jeez, Louise. I'm going to bed. <laughs> it's
1: really sleepy. <laughs> so that was thought number one. Thought number two is boy, I did not remember how much of this movie is the monkey. <laughs> it really becomes the monkey show when we get to that act. Uh, which is funny you, you'll you'll see this it's a whole character apparently a giant character of the movie i hardly remember the monkey from when I watching as a kid but we said he gets so much screen time i can't believe it him and his uh, mysterious one-eyed handler and so like that was shocking to me it's just you don't remember how much time in the movie it's just the monkey's antics until you watch it back but that's crazy oh in thought there is i love um the villain archaeologists. Speech, to Indiana Jones when Indiana Jones is, is bereaved grief stricken not doing very well and just wants to fucking go for it just wants to die in a blazer. door. He doesn't care to go on and he goes you, you and I we're the, we're the same archaeology is our religion we do anything for it I'm just a couple of steps in archaeology from from where you are you haven't given up what I've given up but I'm a shadowy reflection of you I like his, his villain speech there that's
0: dang that's a, that's a good villain speech and I didn't even hear it <coughs> So you'll,
1: you'll enjoy it when we watch I'm it. I'm excited about it. I think. It's a fun villain speech.
0: So, speaking of villain speeches, I am thinking about Halloween already.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, today I was putting up my laundry and I was like, man, the rain really screwed me over this year for Halloween and Halloween decorations. This year, I really want to try and do my idea for Ursula's Grotto, or, you know, her little area there, uh, in the garage. Yeah. So... I'm just asking, is that something you'd be into helping me do? Sure. I think it seems pretty fun.
1: Veronica, I want for your dreams to come true. I
0: want for you to... No. (laughs) I want for you to not be at my desk spreading your germs.
1: Alright, why don't we go to bed?
0: (laughs) Thanks for listening to my joke at the top of the show. Good night. (laughs) Goodbye. Jesus, oh, Sam. i Oh my God. Okay, can I say really quickly, yeah. I have to tell a story about All sick right. Sam. Let's hear it. It's a, do you mind me sharing this? Sure, is it it's, pizza? It's pizza. Okay. Okay. So, <sighs> Sam was not this sick earlier today when he woke up. He was just like, oh, I have a little tickle in my throat. My throat's a little, a little dry, a little scratchy. I'm going to make pork chops for dinner. And so I was like, okay, well, I have been busy, busy bee riding away for calf things today, and Sam has been kind of holed up in the bedroom, you know, he took care of a lot of stuff, and then he went and played video games, and I haven't seen him much today. <laughs> I walked back there at five o'clock, and I'm like, hey, and he goes, hey, and we both say pizza <laughs> yeah. after I see him, because we've also got um, some girls over here spending the night tonight. <laughs> and so we ordered pizza. So Sam is a person that is, to no one's surprise, constantly amazing, very thoughtful, and is always just very concerned about my experience as a human being. Uh-huh. Um, he's very concerned about how I, how I am treated in the world, how others treat me, and if he is being a loving and respectful partner. He will often ask me during the day, uh, Veronica, am I being a good partner to you? And obviously the answer is 100% of the time, yes. Uh Today, (laughs) I've asked him several times, because I don't want to be sick. Uh I've asked him several times. I I don't know why I'm talking about you like you're not here. I I apologize. Sam, several times today I've asked you to do these little small things. Like, um, we have a, oh, what's it called? We, we call it the spicy water maker, but what's it called? A soda stream. A soda stream. We have a soda stream, and we use it constantly. And so we have all these different bottles, and Sam uses the same one over and over. So today, in the morning, I was like, hey, let's just make sure to wash the bottle out really well before we make soda stream uh-huh. stuff. He comes out after recording Moon Cops, and... Um, I hear him making spicy water. And I was like, Sam, did you wash off the your cup or anything? And he's like, no, I guess we'll have to wash that. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's all right. So I was going to go make some spicy water. And so I went over to the thing and I Lysoled it. And then I made my own. And I came out and I was like, can I tell you a story whenever you are not sick? Because I don't think you'll receive it well now. He's like, yeah, sure. Tell me now. I really want to know. It's like, well, today we were eating pizza, and it's not that he's not thinking about other people. Other people. It's just that he's so consumed with fucking illness right now. Uh, so we're sitting there, and our pizza is like <coughs> right next. Please be respectful when I'm. Ta- I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: Anyways, um, we're sitting there, and like our pizza is right next to each other. And he starts like just hacking on on top of my pizza. Not his but on top of mine. And he's doing it in a fashion as to where he's like he's protecting his own pizza. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? And I look at him and I'm giving him this like pissed off look because he's just fucking.
1: Did not even see you.
0: Coughing his goddamn germs over Did not even see the food. pizza
1: that I just ch- Didn't see Nissan. the
0: pizza. Didn't see my look. He probably
1: was hardly aware of where I was or what I was doing.
0: Exactly. So, and I just look over at him and he's just miserably shoving pizza into his mouth. And I'm like, oh, he does not know what he's doing. I'll have to tell him about this later. And he walks away and I just go and I dump my pizza into the trash can and get new new plate, new slices and everything. Like but it was so fucking funny. Anyways, I told him about that today. And what what's your response to this? Because you were just like, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, it sucks that that happened to you. <laughs>
0: You know, I just realized that it sucks that this story happened to the people listening to it because it wasn't fucking interesting or funny. It was just, it was just a a shitty glimpse into your shitty sickness life right
1: now. All right. Good night. (laughs) I'm done. Bye.
0: Good night. Bye. Get out of here. So I can talk about you behind your back. No, I got to upload it. I'm just kidding. I know how to do things.
1: Are you going to upload it?
0: No. Okay. I will upload it. Okay. Uh, We love you all. Have a great night. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm done.